Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Kaya, welcome to The Curb Podcast. My name is Andrew Pierce, and I'm coming to you from the lands of the Wajak people of Bulu, Perth. Sovereignty never ceded. In this episode, I chat with writer, director, actor Greg Sestero about his latest film, Miracle Valley, which is screening around Australia from today, February 15th, with Q&A screenings taking place all around the country. Naturally, when Greg is in town, screenings at the room will also take place too, and Greg will be on hand to chat with audiences about his work on those two films. But Greg's more than just a guy who received fame from the room. He's also starred in films like The Christmas Tapes, which Perth local Rob Living's co-directed. I caught up with Greg this afternoon to chat about Miracle Valley, what 20 years of The Room has meant to him, and what the title of the worst film of all time means to him as well. This interview was recorded in Northbridge, so there is a bit of a atmospheric sound around there, and you'll have to excuse the mic dropping midway through, the wind knocked it over, um, but you know, it gives you that experience and feeling of just like being there, I guess. If you're in Perth, then, and you're listening to this this evening, first of all, thank you very much. Wonderful. Great that you're hopping on board and listening to it right now. Uh, but make sure you can head along to go and see Miracle Valley and The Room at Lunar Leaderville from this evening and tomorrow night, Thursday the 16th of February. And once again, Greg is going to be on hand to do uh, answer questions, sign things, take photos, all that kind of stuff. He's a really nice guy and it's really wonderful to be able to chat with as well. If you like what you're listening to right now, head over to thecurb.com.au to listen to other interviews. There's a bunch that have just dropped. I've had a chat with Allegra Teo about her film Pieces, and I've also had a chat with some of the filmmakers behind We Are Still Here, which is in cinemas from tomorrow as well. Anyhow, for now, here's a glimpse of the trailer for Miracle Valley and Great Sisterhood. All of you are here seeking something you can't find. Welcome to Miracle Valley. I figured that um, I should probably, like I'm a bit of a Mac and Me fan, so I figured that given the association with the room and stuff, I should wear something that might be a little bit appropriate. Have you seen Mac and Me? No. Oh, you really should. Now you convinced me. Yeah, it is terrible, but it's oh, um, it? okay. it's good. I like it, at least. Um, but thank you very much for visiting Perth again. Oh, I it's love it. Nice. Anytime I come to Australia, I feel like, again, it just feels like a place, just feels like home, you know? Yeah. What is it that, like, you've built up connections in Australia as well. What's it like coming back and experiencing the audiences and the interactions that you have with people here? You know, I really... Um, that's one of the, the strong points of making movies is connecting with people mm. because we're all mixed together. We're, we're, we're making movies, we're enjoying movies, and we can't really do one without the other. 
And so, the first time I came to Luna, when my, the Disaster Artist first came out, when I was doing the book signings, I just met so many cool people here. They, they, they took me one night, this group of people took me down to Fremantle. Yeah. And we just kept in touch, and every time I come to Luna, I meet someone new. Um, I'm now making a UFO abduction movie with someone from Perth. Nice. Who, who's from here. Uh, and so, yeah, the cinemas are... Um, let's not even get into the chalk tops. Um, <laughs> They're but, really uh, good, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just really cool to make movies and, and feel like you're coming here on a very personal level and showing your work with people who are just sort of fun group to hang out with. Yeah. You know? it, it's just the, it's the best way to do it. I yeah. Think. Is that... Robert Living's that you're doing the UFO? Yeah, yeah, we've done a couple right. projects together. I was there for like a day. We, yeah. we, uh, we connected, and so, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to meet people all the way down from, from Perth and, yeah. and, and make friends, and then you look up, and you're like, damn, we're not, we're near Thailand. We're like <laughs> on the other side of the world, it's you know? completely the other side of the world. It's and great. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's one of the things. I, I love travel, and I love telling stories, and it's like meshing those two together. Yeah. Let's touch on the Christmas tapes before we jump into Miracle Valley, because I really enjoyed Christmas tapes, and you know, it's, uh, I like seeing what Perth filmmakers will do, especially going overseas and you know, working in a completely different place. What was it like making that film? Christmas tapes was really a joy because we had made another movie during the pandemic called Infrared, and Christmas tapes was sort of building on that. And I just, what's great about working with with Robert is he kind of lets me uh, have some fun with it, and and, and so. I got to go in there for a few hours and just build this character, and um, I it kind of put me back in touch with what you love about acting growing up, you know, telling stories and just having fun with, with moments and not overthinking it, and Christmas Tapes was, was sort of this unpredictable surprise that uh, we, we showed it at a film festival in Texas a couple of weeks ago, and people were just busting up through the whole movie, and yeah. I'm like, oh, it's cool to see that, it's cool to see it with the crowd. So any movie you make, any role you play, it, it's a learning curve you practice you try a few things and you just hopefully get better and and more cohesive so christmas tapes was really a lot of fun to make yeah let's go to miracle valley which is your first directing feature film what did you learn over the years of acting and working in other productions that you're able to bring to that um yeah i mean directing acting starring you know it can really go awry if uh, you're not careful uh, but I'd made a movie called Best Friends a few years back where I wrote and produced and did a lot of the scouting and just putting the project together. So I took a lot from that. And then when I was writing this script of Miracle Valley, I was living in the location that I was going to make the film at. It was this little ranch in the um, Arizona desert nearby where a real-life cult existed, also called Miracle Valley. So as I was writing the story in the setting, um, I was almost directing it as I was writing it because I could see the scenes come to life because I was living in the environment. So I thought, is this the t- if this is the time to write, direct, star, produce, it's this it's Miracle Valley because yeah. I was so close to the material. Um, and again, this is very much a, a, a horror thriller along the lines of The Hills Have Eyes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's a very isolated, eerie, location-based mm-hmm. thriller. And I thought, you know, let's do it. It's beautiful landscape as well like it just looks really wonderful there's a whole bunch of different things going on it's like a whole bunch of different genres at once which is really great there's thriller there's you know as you're saying there's like almost an exploitation feel to it but then you're also doing a lot of action and things like that really complex stuff that's out in the open on location 
what did you what kind of challenges did you face and what was maybe the best day on set for you as well I love filming uh, at Lake Powell Lake Powell is one of the locations that they shot uh, the original Planet of the Apes at yeah a uh, really cool Grand Canyon style red rock with this beautiful water narrow narrow curves and so the, there's a big scene that happens at the lake my character is a uh, nature photographer and he's trying to, to locate a yeah. photo of a rare bird I know it sounds crazy but there's sort of a, a peak moment that happens there that I think is really fun in the story and I one of my favorite movies is Psycho and yeah. so I we, I was trying with Miracle Valley to incorporate as many influences into the, into the film I think you've done a great job I really enjoyed watching it and experiencing and seeing like the twists and turns but a lot of it does hinge on the cult leader as well, and I wonder if you can talk about how uh, you went about casting that particular role and what direction that you gave. Yeah, well. my, so the cult leader of Father Jake is played by Rick Edwards. Rick Edwards was a, a soap, soap opera star in the 80s in the United States, uh, and I grew up watching him on TV, and we collaborated on Miracle Valley. Uh, he's In real life, he's a biker um, really fun, cool guy, and I thought the role of a biker priest would suit him very well. So mm. We, um, we did a lot of like playing with the script, and since the role was written for him, he was allowed to have a lot of fun and, and play with that style of, uh, of acting. And so, yeah, we did test screens, and everyone always asked about him. They say he's like a cross between like um, the guy from Avatar, Stephen hmm. Lang, and a few other, a few other um, actors. And people just, yeah, really, really enjoy his performance. He really goes all the way. Yeah. We were filming in... <laughs> freezing temperatures at some points he had his shirt off and never complained so it was a really fun uh, fun time working with, with Rick and uh, he won an award uh, at the the Media Fest oh, nice. last month for, for Best Actor so he really yeah, he really delivered yeah so you were talking about cults what draws you to cults and I'm curious because of the way that like the room has become a cult in itself did your experience promoting and you know working alongside that film did that influence anything yeah the room is very much a cult it's it's made me intrigued like what draws people in uh, to, is there is just some sort of of hook that makes people believe in something um sort of takes away their judgment in, in, in a lot of ways so uh, i studied manson jim jones wild wild uh country uh there's just a lot of uh i think there was a q anon piece that i read about trafficking people based on their blood type so um yeah, it's just the more I the more I looked into it, the more I realized how many cults there were that a lot of people uh, don't really talk about. And so, Miracle Valley is is about another cult that is very fascinating that not that many people know about. Yeah, and birds as well. Like, obviously, the the intention is to go out and take a photo of a bird. But I'm curious if there's like, are you a birder? Do you go out looking at birds or anything? No, I was <laughs> I was, I was living in Patagonia, Arizona, and that's a bird watching capital right and so i went out on a few expeditions and i just was shocked how really how big people are into it and then there was a very rare bird down there that everybody came to try to get a photo of and it was called the gray hawk and i was like this is i'm gonna work this into the story uh part of the the fun of writing stories is using your own personal experiences mm. to share and so i was like bird watching never heard of it i'm gonna roll with it yeah yeah that's good did you get to see a gray hawk as well Ah, uh, damn it! I never did. Um, you got to work on it. You gotta I know. <laughs> I got to go back. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the room because, of course, you're also here to do a, another screening and do Q and A's and stuff like that. It's been crazy how successful it is in Australia. The people are just so receptive. Whenever it screens here at Lunar, it's 
always a huge reception. It's great to see. And I'm curious, I, I read that Tommy had said to you that uh, if you don't do the film, it would be the biggest mistake of your life. And I'm curious if you've been able to reflect on that kind of statement uh, over the past 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, um, I think certain things are just meant to be, and sometimes we fight against them, so sometimes we fight for them. And I think The Room was something... Um, that was definitely meant to happen. It, 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 more than just being a movie, it taught me so many things about life, about friendship, about creative uh, endeavors. So um, it's a very val valuable experience that I made The Room. Again, it's not a movie that you can show uh, at the Academy Awards or anything like that, but it was a great learning experience that I can hopefully take and, and continue to make my own films mm. and collaborate with other people that I uh, really want to work with. So I think it was definitely a big gift to be a part of The Room. I also had to be wise how I wield it because you know writing the book was something that I thought taught me a lot and brought a lot to the fan base so I sort of had to work to learn to learn from it mm -hmm. but in the end I think I'm, it's a, I'm you know obviously very grateful that I've had something to work with yeah yeah and I guess if I can get a little bit personal in some capacity like how have you been able to reconcile with the notion that obviously it's got the label of the worst film in the world which is a huge kind of thing that to celebrate and also it might tarnish it in some capacity. I'm curious if you've been able to reconcile with that title yourself. I mean, after 20 years, I think the, the worst movie thing is sort of catchy, but a movie that brings that many people together for that many years, it's like, I think it's sort of bucked any sort of trend that you could label, you could put on it. Maybe like eight years ago, 10 years, you know, you could think about that. But I mean, very few movies continue to to draw crowds and be talked about 20 years later. So the worst film thing, I think, definitely belongs to, to another film. But yeah. I, so I think <laughs> The Room has sort of become its own its own thing. Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's great to see, you know, obviously you're continuing on and creating really great films. As again, I really enjoyed Miracle Valley. I thought Thank it was you. a really great genre film. There's a lot yeah. to enjoy no, about I, it. I think that's the biggest thing is don't I, I try not to get too caught up in, in labels and, and that's why I thought like with the disaster artist book I'm like I I never really understood the whole bad movie thing it was something that I, I sort of was in a train wreck that people enjoyed it's like all I can do is sort of kind of pursue and, and offer up whatever I have to say mm -hmm. you know and I think um, and I just try to be as honest and genuine with with the films that I want to make and stories that I want to tell is this like the launch of your directing career now? Like, yeah, you've I done acting I, and you Yeah, I'd love to do a little bit of everything. I think writing is what I love to do the most. Acting is still always fun. Being in the Christmas tapes and infrared was, was definitely something that, yeah. again, was a nice surprise. So I think I want to just continue to try to follow the stories and, 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 and make things that I'm, I'm intrigued by. That's why I'm making a new UFO abduction movie um, called Forbidden Sky that I hope to make later this year. Again, location-based. We're probably going to film some stuff in Mexico, Iceland. Nice. Um, again, just kind of merge those those ideas of your love for travel and weird, eclectic stories. Hopefully you get to make an Australian film one day. Oh, definitely. That's coming. Yeah, yeah. Don't set it at Cottesloe Beach. <laughs> That's the spirit. Well, thanks, Greg, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.